Hello, and welcome to this week's American Pale Males, your weekly nerdy beer tasting podcast. Beer tasting nerd podcast? I don't know. Uh, we, it's it's me, Jeremy. <laughs> With me, as always, is co-host. It's me, Michael. Michael, how's it going? Going great, Jeremy. I have no complaints right now, and I'm looking forward to enjoying a beer this yeah. evening. I mean, there's always complaints, Michael. No immediate complaints. Like, why didn't Michael go as Brother Love for his Halloween costume? <laughs> I think. <laughs> Please do that sometime, that. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> if only for the, you and Red Face. That's not racist, Red Face, but you know, just literally like crayon Red Face. Yes. Eh. Go- Google uh, Brother Love if you don't know who we're talking about. <laughs> but Michael, it's. Enough of this nonsense. We're in the throes of fall. Uh, mm-hmm. How about you give me the first beer brag of the fall, officially, I guess, maybe. Um. Well, I think fall started, what, The October? autumnal equinox? Yeah, yeah. That'd be September. Wait. Right? Is it an e- Yeah, it's an equinox it's in an spring, equ- and spring and autumn. It's a solstice in summer and uh, winter. We are. Right. We're probably close to like pagan holidays by now, aren't we? Yeah. Well, no, we're about two months off. Yeah. But uh, Michael, beer brag, hit me. Yes, I have one for the season. Um, I had another Oktoberfest. Um, this was from Capital Brewery. I kind of said that strange. Capital <laughs> Brewery. <laughs> it was good. I think it was. The best one I've had so far this year, actually. Really? And after having two on the show and yeah. that one, I think it comes down to I just prefer a maltier Oktoberfest and malty in a little more sweet and malty is in a little more darker roast. Because this one was getting into distinct caramel tones and just hints of roastiness, just... Uh, just tiny bits, whereas that was not as detectable in the ones we had on the show. That's fair, but Michael, are, is everything more darker where you're at? Well, it's getting to the winter, I guess. I guess it is more darker. More da- more darker, okay. Just, yeah. just, just yep. making sure. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> oh, Michael. But uh, I have a sort of a cheat beer break. It's been, it's, it's been, I've been busy these past few weeks. You know, there's movies to watch and everything. But with the imminent bottling of the Big Stink IPA, and uh, as well as the Mott, 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 I may have done too many Mots, hard uh-huh. cider, uh, we're running out of bottles, like fast. Like, okay. Even with the ones you brought down. We're, uh, we're running out. So I, Raided the Brew Hoo Hoo headquarters, oh. and I got I dug out some of the old brews. Oh, so you revisited them? Yeah. So, did they age well? With the exception of one, yes. Okay. So I, uh, the Drinkenstein's monster is was our. Oh, how did we describe it? Technically, isn't it like a Cascadian, a, a Belgian black IPA, maybe. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's more along the lines of just a super bitter. Uh, Black ale of some sort, I would guess, or yeah. Belgian yeast. Uh, that one aged well. Still super foamy. So oh, note, really? note to self, use less priming sugar on that one. Or with <laughs> those 
Harry East, Lafindu Merd is Oh yeah. That's got to be about 2 years old by now, but it's still going strong. I think there's 4 left. That was the clone of Lafindu Mond. That was the clone of Lafindu Mond. Uh we also had and what a boy which is was a wheat IPA not terribly dissimilar to the one we made for your wedding gift. Mhm. That one's holding up well, but the one that I had that did not age so well is uh one that wasn't really a beer at all. It was us running out of uh, preservative-free fruit juices to turn into cider. I had the oh. I had the cherry juicy juice cider. I don't remember what we called it. Cherry bomb, maybe. Yeah, was this for photographer of the show's wedding? Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was it was him. His lovely wife is. That was a uh, while ago. That was two years ago, almost to the day. Okay, as we speak. Anyway. But uh, it, it didn't age well. It uh, tastes like walnuts now. <laughs> I think that's a sign that sun's gone bad. Yeah. But but all in all, I'm uh, I'm surprised at how well everything held up, especially with that uh, that IPA. The Belgians I kind of expected because they are designed that way. But you never know when things like that are going to go sideways on you. Mm-hmm. But we got we got two count them two that should be ready to be bottled here. Pretty quick, like. Hmm. Cider's technically been sitting in the tank since June, but it also has a wine yeast in it. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's what I did. I, I, I. It was great. I didn't have to go anywhere. I didn't have to buy anything. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. Yes, it's um good to hear that those old brews are still holding up and that the cellarine was not yeah, yeah. in vain. <laughs> Right. Well, we still have the goat meal stout that will probably come out when we bottle, but eh, that's TBD, as the kids say. Okay. <laughs> Jeremy. Michael. I have a bunch of leftover Halloween candy. That's unfortunate. From the rampant trick-or-treating I did. Oh, okay. Good. As a adult. <laughs> well, yeah. No. So I'm like, oh boy, can this pair with some beer? Did you do that, Mike? <laughs> I didn't, but here are some suggestions for crap right. beer pairings for Halloween candy. I, I don't know how well this is going to work out, but I am curious to see what sort of nonsense I can yell at. Yes, exactly. Uh, so this is from the Beer and Brewing Magazine. Okay. Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine, not the... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that makes a little more sense. So I can't remember if we did this on the show or not before, but uh, it's, it's, we're doing it again because this is for 2017. Because it's our show. Yeah. We do whatever we want. If we don't remember, how is anyone else going to remember? <laughs> That's a good point. First pairing, M&M's and barrel-aged beer. Barrel-aged beers are a lot like these tasty treats, rich, bold, bite-sized in a good way. I've never heard M&M's described as rich and bold. I was going to say they're like, Barely chocolate. Yeah. If it was like the dark chocolate M&M's, then eh, maybe, but... Yeah, right. I could see that working with, like, one of those fancy bars of chocolate that is in, that's in the candy aisle, but not at the uh, impulse candy buys. Right, you right, know, You yeah. know what I mean? Yes. Like, where they have those big things of gum at and everything, and, like, the sacks of gummy bears and stuff. Mm-hmm. That part Something of the that has store. a percentage of chocolate listed on it, maybe. Y- yes, and it has to look like a fancy Frenchman would want it. 
Yes. Whether or not it does, I'm it's is immaterial. It's just got to look like it. Perspective is everything, Michael. <sighs> Marketing. Uh, sure, uh, but I'm going to substitute in with uh, with with just dark chocolate of any kind. Okay. What do you think? M and M's seem almost like a barrel aged beer. I think that's kind of fancy. I guess you could say, or there's some like investment in that mm-hmm. kind of process where M and M seem like such a throwaway thing. I mean, all Halloween candy themes throwaway, but it's true. It's just kind of a juxtaposition there. So that's why I say agree with your chocolate assertion of a finer dark chocolate. Is if you were going to like find some sort of like barrel aged ice house or something like that, then by all <laughs> means, yeah, yeah, hit the M and M's. Or if you can get yeah. all of your things in a gas station, well, then, you know, more power to you. But I don't think it's going to work out with having, you know, barrel-aged beer, whatever that beer may be. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be slightly fancy. But next one, onward. I have next up, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and Cream Ale. Interesting. Yeah, that one I don't know about either. Um... I was... I was thinking in my mind that there would be one of those weird peanut butter cup porter things going on. That's what I was thinking, like a porter or uh-huh. a, a nut brown. Yeah, maybe. Kind of darker malts and mm-hmm. nuttier taste, but a cream ale? I don't know. Cream ale, I think more of like... It's like spotted cow? Is that a, is that considered a cream ale? I think they call themselves a cream ale, but I'm not... Sh- I don't think they quite hit... Cream ales always, to me, seem a little more thicker than a spotted cow. True. But they do market it as a cream ale, right? Like, I'm not going I, crazy. I think so. I know one of those new Glarusians uh-huh. uh, is considered a cream ale. But um, I suppose it could work. Yeah. I, I've heard more disgusting things than that. Yeah. Yeah. I just think uh, something a little more darker on the beer side might might be good but I th- that's probably fine what would you do instead of the uh the cream ale just like a, a nut brown oh yeah we are, we already talked about that <laughs> i'm trying to think of a specific example new glarus has one with a squirrel on it that i can't think of what it is okay sticking with the same brewery uh it is called fat squirrel oh that one's good i like that one that's what i would go with all right Next up. Next. Starburst and a Saison. Now that one is I'm con- that one is interesting. That one seems to parallel more more better. Uh, what's with these double uh double positives? Double yeah. uh wait, infinitives? No. Are those infinitives? No. I, I don't know. Um Superlatives, that's a word super- we're looking yes, for. Thank you, yes, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Both kind of have fruity tones. Well, I mean, Starburst obviously have fruity tones. Wait, what? They do? Starburst? I'm kidding, Michael. Oh, jeez. Good God. I thought a segment of your childhood might have been uh, missing. Um, No, not quite. Starburst, if you have them, you can do kind of that whip thing with your spit. Is it one of those candies? Wait, I know Skittles can. You know, when you can like spit... Slow down. Okay. Whipping spit. Yeah, like okay, it's a uh, in um the movie Big Daddy. Okay, with Adam Sandler. Yeah, I'm familiar. Okay, and then you know you can spit down and then slip it back up into your mouth. Like it goes down like three feet and 
Didn't you do that when you were a kid? No, that's disgusting. <laughs> you didn't? No, I, I just, I mean, I still spit like a maniac, but. <laughs> because as we all know, spitting is cool. But <laughs> That's right. It, it makes you awesome, what can I say? But, uh, yeah, I don't remember doing any of this weird... Spit whipping? Spit whipping. That's kind of disgusting, Michael. It is. Well, that's why you do it when you're a kid. I mean, I, I suppose you could do it with Starburst and Skittles. I mean, it, it's it's just uh, like thickening agents with sugars and xanth- yeah. xanthan gums and what yeah. have you. Next up even though we didn't really reach a conclusion on the last one, <laughs> is Hot Tamales and IPA, Jeremy. I like it. You do? Okay. Uh-huh. I was gonna, I'm was gonna. i deferring to you on this one. Have some hops that cut the heat in these sweet, spicy candies. Go for an IPA that's more on the floral side. Yeah, I, I can see that. If only because it's so weird. Like, it's just like, oh, ho, have chocolate with the chocolate ale. Derp, you know, it's... Well, uh, <laughs> we we get we get it right. We yeah. we it's it's not that big of a deal. This is just weird enough that I think it might work because I think the uh, the, the inherent sweetness of the tamale would kind of cut through. See, I would go with a dank, stanky IPA for that, with the sugar to cut through the hop. And I'm not sure what the the cinnamon spice would do. It's kind of like a palate cleanser for one another. A little bit, yeah. So, I, I mean, for all I know, that could just cancel each other out, but... <laughs> it seems like it'd be an interesting experiment, though. Yeah, I like it. I like the idea. Uh, candy corn and light lager. That sounds gross. Yeah. No, well, I'm, no, I'm candy not. Candy corn. No. Nah. Well, no, I like, I've, I like candy corn. You're a candy corn yeah. guy. I mean, it's it's honey, Michael. What? Why do you hate? I realize you're a vegetarian and all, but this is insanity. Honey, candy corn isn't made out of honey. Sure, it is. What? What's it made out of then? Sugar and high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, and it's supposed to taste like honey. Everything is made out of sugar and high fructose corn syrup. Candy corn is supposed to taste like honey? I thought so. I I mean, it's entirely possible. I'm stroking out on like. <laughs> live to tape here, but I could have sworn that that was supposed to taste like taste uh, like honey. <laughs> Type in candy corn tastes like into uh, Google and see what <laughs> um, sadness, crayons. I Honey is the third ingredient. Yeah, I'm seeing that here. Aha! I had no idea. Side note, is that Brock's Indian corn stuff considered racist? I mean, it's just candy corn with chocolate in it, but... Ew, that's not a good look. I, I, I mean, I never liked it because I like regular candy corn, but... Eh. Indian corn. No. More. Oh, because it looks like the... Because it looks like... What the, we would call Indian corn. Or maize. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. We're a progressive podcast, Michael. Yeah, that's right. If only because I think I ask about every other episode of whether or not something should be considered racist. <laughs> Well, I'm seeing on this Brock's, they have it like as the ninth ingredient, but I did not know it was an ingredient at all. So, yeah. um, hmm, interesting. I mean, it's not like a predominant flavor. It's not like no. it's part of the Reinheitsgebot of candy corn. <laughs> <laughs> I may have um, botched that, but I like, you know what I'm talking about. That yeah. was a fun. That was a fun idea. I like that. <laughs> Bavarian candy corn standards. But not with a light lager. 
no, that's gross. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it with anything outside of like coffee. Oh, okay, okay, all right. It was pretty coffee much stout. Maybe. Okay. It, it's mostly the heat. I don't know. If you've never had like a Three Musketeers or a Snickers and a cup of coffee, you are missing out. I can see that. Don't pay six dollars for a Snickers latte. Just make a hobo's latte and melt a Snickers and a coffee. It works great. Hershey's milk chocolate bars and a milk stout. No. It's, it's too grainy. I don't like Hershey's. No, yeah. yeah. It's, it's gross. First man. ingredient is sugar when it should be chocolate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, is this a chicken or the egg situation? I mean, there is sugar in chocolate. How far down the rabbit hole are we going here? No, yeah, no. I mean, like cacao, chocolate liqueur, yeah, or something Uh, like that. Like cocoa um, cocoa powder, nibs, cocoa something. You know, something um, resembling a chocolate or chocolate derivative, Mm -hmm. rather than um. Let's bring up the ingredients right now. Of chocolate, milk fat. Okay, so it is milk chocolate, but within that milk chocolate, the first ingredient is sugar, milk, chocolate. Cocoa butter, lactose, which is another sugar. Well, yeah. Milk fat. So, like, the first ingredient should be chocolate mm-hmm. or milk. And they've, you know, lobbied to make sure that they can still call that product chocolate. Despite it being mostly wax. Yes. Gritty, yeah, gritty okay. wax. Gritty, gritty wax. So, maybe we have to go to the, you know, the Frenchman's candy bar again for that. Gritty Wax is going to be the name of my vinyl company, Michael. <laughs> um, and that's pretty good. I know, right? I would say a English Cadbury chocolate product. Yeah, that's fair. Or some sort of Belgian chocolate. That's fair, too. And I would put it with an ESB rather than a uh, milk milk stout. Milk stout. Yeah, yeah. That'd be a little more mild. Just, I like that. I like that. Because, like, what I was talking about with those, uh, the tamales and the IPAs, it's it's the best of two different worlds. It's not just the, uh, it's the Zazz and the Pizazz. <laughs> As opposed to just milk or <laughs> right, lactose. Right. Here, here, idiot, have some lactose. Next up. Next up. Caramel apple suckers and cider. I'm okay with that. I kind of like that. Kind of doubling down. It, it is, but, but it's one of those is not really taste like an apple. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> those suckers are pretty good, though. They're Des- good, yeah. Despite ruining your teeth. Yeah, they would destroy orthodontics back in the day. Yeah, my orthodonture. <laughs> Pop rocks plus funky sour beer. That could be fun. That could be, yeah, that could be fun. I, I, I think it'd be fun when, like, it goes a, or something like that. Just yeah. to, the dude from the, oh, God, I am, the, the kid who died, allegedly. <laughs> oh, Mikey? My, Mikey, Mikey. That's, who, that's what I'm trying to think. I was just like, the kid from those stupid commercials. But, yeah, you're right, it's Mikey from the live commercials. It didn't, it doesn't work like that. It would be sweet if they could release that much CO2. <laughs> I'd be buying a hell of a lot more Pop Rocks if they gave off enough CO2 to kill someone. But, uh... Yeah, they don't, so... Yeah, that'd be fun just to have the uh, Pop Rocks on your tongue and then wash over it with a sour beer and just... I would just throw <laughs> Pop Rocks in the beer. Ooh, a couple more here. Hershey's Dark Chocolate Kisses. Okay, now we're on the right road. Yep, 
plus a raspberry ale. Yes, I like it. I like that too. I I had a raspberry stout not terribly that long. The, I think it was at Brewfest. Is that an exile one? Who was that? I, I remember you saying something I about that. Don't I don't know, but it was good. Yes. I, I I can tell you nothing short of like digging through my miles and miles of notes, but I I don't know. Final one here Butterfinger bars and a Bach. Oh. A traditional German-style Bach is a lot like this popular candy bar, dark in color, sweet caramel aromas, rich roasty malt flavors. I can get down with that just because the uh, the texture of a Butterfinger is weird. It's got a little bit of that peanut buttery aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised they didn't do that nonsense peanut butter Hefeweizen oh. f- freshness that's been going around. I tell you about that. What's that? How I had uh, a peanut butter Hefe. And it was dis- mm. and it was disgusting. I feel like I talked about that on the podcast at one point. No, I don't think you did. Oh, cause... well. Uh, <laughs> Go on. Was at the local pool hall some months ago, and a friend of the show decided to was like, "Oh, hey, would I like this?" And I'm like, "I don't know, man. Peanut butter is a weird adjunct, and uh, I'm not a huge fan of Hefe, so uh, definitely ask for a taster before you go nuts on that one." Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a sip of it, and it was it was bad. It tasted just, like foamy peanut butter. It was disgusting. It just doesn't make sense those two together. I don't. I mean, to its credit, it tasted like peanut butter. It just tasted like bad peanut butter. Okay. So, hmm. I mean, take that as you. If anyone out there has had knows which one I'm talking about, I feel like it had a golf-related title, but I I don't I don't <laughs> I I like like. Uh, the back nine or something like that. Okay. <laughs> if you if you know what I'm talking about, please help me out because I'm starting to go insane. Okay. <laughs> For many re- many reasons, but you know this one in particular. I uh, I think the winner there is either the um, dark chocolate and raspberry ale. Mm-hmm. That's the best real one. Right. Pop rocks and sour is intriguing, but. Yeah, with, with a special shout out to the uh, the saison and the and the starburst that could be good, probably yeah. not though. There's clearly only one beer candy combination that goes together, Michael, and I think you know what it is. Duh! Come on, Michael. Oh, deep fried candy? No. <laughs> what? Give me some of that beer that has you know candy floating in it. Oh, Skittle Brown. Yeah, okay. bingo. We did that, didn't we? I know I've done that before, and it, it was no, bad. No, we have not done it on the show, but... I, I have done that before, and it's, it's it doesn't end well. Don't do it. Oh. It doesn't it look pretty murky? Yeah, it looks gross. <laughs> it looks real gross. Jeremy, speaking of gross things, I saw this commercial. <laughs> I don't know if it's on TV, but it keeps popping up on YouTube for a while there. Mm-hmm. It has a kid from Stranger Things in it. Whose name is apparently Finn Wolfhard. The kid who played Richie Trashmouth Tozier in the remake of It. Oh, yeah, he's in that, yeah, too. Yeah, he's very good in that. Anyway, in this commercial, he's kind of, like, looking around the kitchen, and, like, he opens a fridge, and it's empty, then he opens it again, and there's stuff in it, and he gets a note that instructs him to make a sandwich, a weird sandwich. Okay. It's, like, his strange witch, because oh, he's on the show Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. Finn Weiser. And um, so this is what he does. (laughs) Tell me if you think this is gross. All right. So the first thing 
And I realize it's not him doing this, but, you know, it's a producer or whatever. But <laughs> for the narrative, this is what he does. He mixes syrup and mayonnaise. I don't like it already. <laughs> he gets tomatoes. Then he okay. has bacon and eggs. Uh, and then the breading of the sandwich is like Eggo waffles. Because of the show. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he has waffles. He puts some of that syrup mayonnaise goo on it, puts that's, the tomato on it, puts bacon and eggs on it. That's disgusting. And he takes a big bite. I don't like this, Michael. <laughs> I don't either. I needed a second opinion. All right, so when he gets some sort of weird form of diabetes from even pretending <laughs> to make this, we'll know why. <laughs> An undiscovered form of diabetes. Diabetes type. Three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just I didn't know if you thought this had any redeeming qualities at all. No, no, that sounds disgusting. And in fact, that jerk Dagwood is, you know, kind of ruined sandwiches for a lot of people. <laughs> Dagwood from Blondie. Yeah. Yeah. Was it like not like okay, did that creator of Blondie like come up with the concept of a sandwich with a lot of stuff on it? Cuz they call it a Dagwood. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Nobody thought like, oh, we can put a lot of, you know, make this about a six inches high or something I, like I that. I suspect it may have been born out of the, uh, like, the Depression when they kind of had to make... It was, I mean, Blondie's been around for a while, so it's. I think it's fair to suggest that Dagwood is a child of the uh, Depression. Mm. Whereas they just made sandwiches with whatever they had to do, and as the go, go, go 50s came around, he just was <laughs> like, oh, wow, I have salami in, like... Loose fiberglass insulation in here, and like, yeah, whatever, I'll do this. Go for it. Why not? I suspect that's what. Yeah. Wow. You're good. Uh, September eighth, nineteen thirty. That's right. I think about things like that from that perspective whenever it's old timey stuff. <laughs> and his Dagwood, yeah, Dagwood Bumstead and his Dagwood sandwich. <laughs> Bumstead. Eh, that's a funny name, Michael. We should laugh at it some more. <laughs> oh boy, Michael. Jeremy, we've been we've been kind of bouncing around. We're we've all kind of over the place yet again. OD on candy. Yep. We need to take the edge off with a beer, which sounds like something <laughs> an alcoholic would say. Let's <laughs> <laughs> gotta take the edge off. Ooh, Daddy needs his medicine. Um, candy, Michael. That's my medicine. Yes. Bubblegum and taffy. <laughs> um, so let's get into the FDR, where we find a beer, we drink that beer, and then we rate that beer. Jeremy, would you do the honors of introducing today's beer? Today, we have a hoppy pilsner from 10 Barrel Brewing Company called Out of Office. Michael, have you had anything from these guys yet? No, this is uh, my inaugural taste. Me too. Uh, I believe I got this one for the, the swap, right? Yes. Because I feel like I've just recently been seeing this in store and, you know, recently in the grand scheme of things. As in, you know, since like June. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's you know, fitting that we're in our first beer of fall, or officially fall, because this is a summer seasonal. Whoop. Yeah. Eh, what, good, what, whatever. Um, last week, I believe I talked about the Nubo Czech Pilsner, Citra, the Citra Pilsner from Back Pocket. So I kind of thought, it's like, hey, hey, while it's fresh in mind, why don't we go with the Hoppy Pilsner? Sounds good. I like the name, too, when I'm putting up out of work email i like to do the ooo abbreviation <laughs> out of office 
He's in the can. Go away. <laughs> They've been showing a lot of Simpsons. Uh, for, forgive me. Anyway. Now, Jeremy, what do we know about this brewery? Uh, we know that it's from Bend, Oregon, Michael. Do you know where Bend, Oregon is? It's like in the middle of the state. I'll take your word for it because I haven't gotten that far in uh, looking it up. Because you know what? I clicked off the website. But it's also brewed in West Bend, Oregon, Portland, Oregon, Boise, Idaho, San Diego, and Denver. So that might explain why it's uh, why we're seeing a, I'm seeing a little bit of it more. They started with three guys back in 2006. Check out their about on uh, on our website. It's quite delightful. It's not nearly as boring as it is. It's a slideshow. <laughs> you know, it's the same thing that they've always had on all of these things. Um, but... Yes, Michael? <laughs> uh, it was acquired by AB InBev in uh, oh, no. 2014. There it is. <laughs> there it is. All right. That's why you're seeing more of it. Yeah. Probably. Uh, Sale of Oregon's 10-barrel brewing provides backlash. Bingo. That's okay. But hey, you, you know what? I still want to try it. I don't care. <laughs> as we've, as I've, I think it's been proven that I've been saying is I don't really care who makes the beer as long as it's good. And we'll find out just that. Indeed, we will. Michael, shall we crack this one open? Let's do. All right. I like the logo. A big big ta- <laughs> barrel with a ten on it. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> like it's a one of those things where what is it, like a Robus or a Rubus or something. I have absolutely no clue what you're talking about. You know, where it's like. A picture of an eye, and then... I know eyes quite well. And then it's like a, the letter C, and then U. It's like a cryptic you, puzzle. You can't see me? Is that <laughs> yeah. what you're getting at, Michael? I don't know what I'm talking about. Jeremy, the color of the beer. It's lighter. It's, it's very, it's color. very very light. Uh, lighter than I would expect a Pilsner to be. And it is called a Rebus puzzle. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> it's it's It smells good. I don't. Mm. I can't quite put my finger on the hops, but kind of citrusy smelling, don't mm-hmm. you think? Very I'm much. I'm interested so. to see that in a pilsner. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, man, that one I had last week definitely had a uh, a citra hop in there. It's effervescent. I've got a solid two fingers of foam on here. It's a little hazy, not incredibly hazy, but you know, a yeah, little, there's al- a haze there. Almost a lemony straw, like we were saying. Michael, how about you go in for the first taste? Okay. Did we say 5.6 ABV? We did now, and we also were saying now this is an all-grain Pilsner dry hopped with citra hops. Aha! Hence the aroma. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go for it. It's hmm hmm. It's not as I would like. That's yeah. I was just gonna say that's not your traditional Pilsner with uh you know an earthy aftertaste. No, it's not. Um, it's a beer stands or dies on its own merits. But in in a world where I just had that uh that's that Czech Village Citra Pilsner here in, from back pocket here in town, that one mm. definitely felt like it was a Pilsner, you know, kind of lightly accented with uh mm-hmm. with the Citra, whereas this one just feels like a pale lager. Yeah, Citra accented with yeah. a little Pilsner. Yes, very much so. But yeah, pale. Pill lager is kind of a good way to describe it. It's um a little. It's refreshing though. I could see it um definitely being a a summer type beer. But oh, absolutely! In no way is that is this meant to be a a bad 
or like you know me bad mouthing the beer. It's just Get not a, not a pilsner. Yeah, but that's okay. Michael, do you have any thought? What do you have on as far as thoughts on this one? Yeah, so it's just yeah, as we said, it's different than expected. It's light body, effervescent, um, definitely bubbly on the tongue. Sweet. It's sweet, very citrusy hoppiness to it. Yeah. I would not say it's bitter. No bitter aftertaste, which is mm-hmm. makes it very refreshing in that regard. Are you getting any like? Bready flavor out of it. I'm having a hard time pinpointing a malt profile. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think about that? I feel like it's a little bready. Yeah. Not not in a, once again not in a bad way. It's just it's it's odd, and I'm having a hard time putting my finger on it. Um, I do like the the hot profile. It's a little bit too sweet for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish a little bit more of the earthiness of a pilsner would have come through, but it's it's just not there. Yeah. Usually I think Pilsner are too a little, I don't know, there's a little more body to it. Usually I think with a Pilsner, like a traditional Pilsner, a little more body and a little more malt balance. I know you can get a little lighter Pilsners. It depends what country it's coming from too, but um, I I find that I myself wishing that this was more crisp. Mm. I don't think it's, you know, a huge problem, but it's... When I think of it, outside of the, uh, the you know, the earthy, spicy, Czech Saws-ishness of the hops on a Pilsner, um, I kind of expect it to pop. And this one does not pop. At least not for me anyway. You know what I mean? Am I making sense? No, I'm seeing what you're saying. Like that little kind of crisp aftertaste that a Pilsner imbues. Like, I feel like the lagering process or, you know, that... The, the carbonation aspects of it just make it so that whatever earthy, floral, grassy, bready, whatever, is just kind of zipped through like a knife through butter by the carbonation. Yeah. Or at least it should be, in my opinion. In something like the Pilsner Urkel that we had oh so many moons ago or, you know, take your pick of any of the Pilsners out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost feel like if it was just called like... Um, Hop water! Out of... <laughs> Out of office summer ale. Oh, I don't know if it's an ale. Is this an ale or a lager? Or summer lager. Like, whatever it is. Summer beer. Drink it, you idiot. Yeah, summer blank. Then it would kind of eliminate that Pilsner expectation. Yeah. Um, I I think this is a case of the beer writing a check that its mouth can't cat. Wait, hold on. What? Something, something, check cashing. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. The name writing a check the beer can't cash. There we go. That's what I'm angling towards. Good work, me. <laughs> um, I'm going to do a deep cut here, and I actually go back and look up the beer. But All way right. back when on the show, we had a Goose Island. Oh, it was Goose Island Summer Ale uh-huh. way back in episode 17. Oh, wow. And that reminds me of... This reminds me of that. Really? <laughs> and vice versa, sure. Yeah, it's just kind of a... Lighter color, lighter uh-huh. body, effervescent beer, and that had a pretty strong hop characteristic. That was a little more bitter than this one. This could um, stand for a little bit more bitterness. But, um, yeah, just kind of a, and then like a hop flavor accent, which is not bad for a summer beer, but. Yeah, I mean, this is this, this is definitely a summer seasonal. Like, it, it feels kind of weird having something this light and hoppy yeah. when it's been blisteringly cold outside. <laughs> uh, probably more so for you, but I don't know. 
Michael, are we ready to rate this thing? Let's rate it. I'm glad we got it in before, like, there's snow on the ground. Yeah, least, no kidding. Though. That'd be weird. And now to try our lemon rattler. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to go first or should I? Um, I can go first. All right, you do that while I have a sip of judgment. Um, so, I don't know. I can't say much more about it. I think I'm going to be repeating myself. Yeah. So, I'm just kind of going between two ratings right now. I'll go with my heart. I'm just going to give it a three. And maybe that has a little bit to do with the season. And maybe that has a little bit to do with all the reasons I said before. <laughs> but it's not like bad. All the leaves um, are brown. But it's, it's it's pretty good. It's it, it's a good beer. I wouldn't object to drinking another. But it's not. Is it past the cooler test? Summertime cooler test? Sure. Yeah, it, well, would, it would pass it. How many coolers do you have out in November, Michael? Uh, it's called room temperature is the cooler, Michael. <laughs> I was trying to make like a joke about William H. Macy, and it just was not connecting. No rough stuff. It's supposed to be a no rough stuff type deal. <laughs> oh. Uh, Jeremy, what do you... Oh, I need to hear what you have to say about uh, this. This beer gets a two from me. Whoa! It's, it's not doing it. It's the the. We're not excited about this one. I, I'm not. No. Um. And I suspect that had I not just had a very good example of a, of a Citra Pilsner, like within the last mm-hmm. week, that I'd be giving this a slightly higher rating. Yeah. But it's it's kind. It just feels kind of flat and muddy to me. But now that we've gotten that out of the way... But wait, would it pass the William H. Macy TM cooler test? No. No. No, you would not reach... Uh, okay. No, not really. Go no. on. Go on. Um, That's good. Now, if we're going to go real deep into the uh, the segments here, Michael. Mm-hmm. William H. Macy was in Fargo. Mm-hmm. Fargo was made into an exemplary television show. Yeah, so I hear. All three seasons are great. The man who made that... TV show is named Noah Hawley, like ha ha l e y, but uh, okay, not Holly like Lauren Holly, but a different Holly, like an old okay. old English type Holly. Yes, go on, go on. But uh, for book number twenty six on here, I'm reading his debut novel called Before the Fall, and it's spectacular. Oh, hooks books, Jeremy's year long reading list. Yeah, it's uh. I'm not entirely sure what's going on. I'm only about 100 pages in, but it kind of jumps back and forth in time. It's very episodic, as the, you know, Fargo tends to be, because that's a TV show. Mm-hmm. But I want to know more about every character. I care about every character, but I don't trust any of them. I don't even trust the four-year-old. There's something up with that kid. Oh. I, I don't like the kid. But... uh it snaps along real fast, but it also doesn't... It's not just plot, 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 plot. It takes time for character development. So I suspect I'm going to hammer through this one real fast. But you bringing up Fargo kind of uh, strummed, strummed the strings there. Well, yeah, we'll have to um, stay on top of that, too, because uh, you're coming, you know, as the year wraps mm-hmm. up. We'll have to see if you reach your goal. And, uh, uh, 25 maybe... was Night Shift by Stephen King, collection of short stories. It's pretty good. Maybe you can um, have a book of the year. We'll see. Uh, I've been thinking about that. No spoilers. Before the Fall is really good. It's So far, I'm really liking it. I just started it, and I suspect I'll be done with it by this time next week. So 
That's great. Who knows? Uh, anywho, yeah, two back to the pier. <laughs> it's 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 just not that great. It's it. It's a little not bit remarkable. It's not remarkable. It's a little bit too sweet for my taste. Um, the the hops are kind of heavy handed, and uh, it feels like they just grabbed the big jar that says hops on the side <laughs> of it, dumped a bunch of hop in there without much thought into you know whether it's like oh should we bitter the beer anymore yada 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 because it's it's hard to get beers properly hopped. All right, but, so yeah. that's another one down the gullet. It's another one down the gullet. Michael, do you know where the fine people can reach us? Yeah, because I do. A... Oh, do you? Yeah, I think you, you did it last to? week. Sure. Yeah. What the heck? Uh, you can find us at APM Pod at just about everything at APM Pod on Twitter. Drop us a line and let us know whether you think InBev's purchase of uh, Ten Barrel Brewing has soured my perspective on this. I don't think it has, but. I've been wrong before. You can reach us at APM Pod on Untapped as run by host emeritus Mike. Tom Bombadil of the show. The Tom I'm not going to say that. Um, I don't know if he likes that or not. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Well, all right. We'll, we'll see if he likes it or not. And if he doesn't, then I'll say it. You can find us <laughs> at APM Pod on Facebook. You can find us at APM Pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Music. Rate and review if you please. And you can uh, send us an email and check out our nascent YouTube page at APMPod at Gmail. Did I get them all? I think I yeah. did. Yeah. I mean, Tom Bombadil, he's not like, he's a very powerful wizard. Well, I know, but there's a reason why no one cares about Tom Bombadil. <laughs> yeah. We've got to wrap right. it up before we go off the rails anymore, oh, Jer- boy. Jeremy. It's, this is a doozy. Let's get gone. So for Jeremy, I've been Michael. For Michael, I've been Jeremy. And this has been American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.